Hello, everybody. Welcome to Following Jesus with Christ Church. My name is Andrew Vandermoss, one of the pastors at Christ Church. And I'm Addison Hawkins, friend, colleague, and co-host with Andrew. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we hope to share some observations and some stories about following Jesus from our little perspective here at Christ Church in Grand Rapids. I want to invite you to a special digital event we are hosting in the month of May. For three Thursdays in May, we're going to have conversations with Francis Schaefer. Schaefer, the founder of the international ministry named Libri, was deeply interested in how the Bible influenced and spoke to our current cultural moments. And that's exactly what we're going to do during the Libri way. Ask questions, seek biblical insight for the day in which we live. There's a link at the top of our show notes that you can sign up for. So just pause this episode, click on over, sign up, and we'll see you in May. C.S. Lewis once said, imagine a set of people living in the same building. I'm sure none of us can imagine that at this time. Half of them think it's a hotel. The other half think it's a prison. Those who think it's a hotel might regard it as intolerable. Those who thought it was a prison might decide that it was really surprisingly comfortable. If you think of this world as a place intended simply for our happiness, you find it quite intolerable. But if you think of it as a place of training and correction, it's not so bad. This is a wonderful quote, just getting us into a conversation of expectations and dealing with life as it comes to us. Think of the words of the psalmist in Psalm 119. He says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promise. As we seek to navigate our life living in the same building as one another and never going out or rarely going out, uh, we're, we're constantly thinking through how do we engage with our people, our surroundings, how do we think about God in the midst of this. And to help us think about that today, we have invited Sarah Ingram to join us. Sarah, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, it's great to have you with us. For those of you who don't know Sarah, Sarah has been at Christ Church for a long time. Uh, and she and her family uh, grew up there. And uh, so it's a pleasure to have her on with us. So how are you doing? You live with your mom, Sheila, correct? Correct. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're adapting, figuring it all out day by day, right? Okay. What's been the strangest sort of uh, corona quarantine story for you? Ooh, that's a great question. You mean personally, right? Yeah, that's personally. Good, yeah. Okay. Uh, probably when you ever you go to Meyer, it feels like you're entering Mordor. It feels like everybody is <laughs> just decked out. You you walk even in the parking lot. Everybody's looking at each other like we're the enemy. You're just like. <laughs> armor up for right. just this right. battle for milk and eggs it's yep. quite the experience and the eye of sauron follows yes. you everywhere more with more. hand sanitizer <laughs> exactly exactly yeah that's awesome oh man we're we're jumping into some tolkien books here <laughs> that's our next podcast tolkien with go. andrew oh, and addison nice. and sarah <laughs> uh, so sarah why don't you uh why don't you share for us you know what's your vocation what do you do on a daily basis 
Yeah, so I'm a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I work for a practice in Grand Rapids called Grand Rapids Therapy Group, and I do both faith-based and secular counseling, and I specialize in preteens on up, so a wide variety of issues, but primarily specializing in anxiety, depression, and trauma. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, so that is a big reason why we wanted to talk to you, not only just to catch up with you, but also because we think that you have some wisdom and some, some insight based on your vocation and your training, the things that you know, to, to bring to light some of the things we're all dealing with right now during this COVID time. So, you know, could you tell us what are some of the conversations that you're having that are related to this COVID? Yeah, well, you know, I appreciated the previous podcast with uh, Miriam and talking about various forms of grief. I think we're we're constantly grieving a different loss each week of another another week down and and other things. So we've got teenagers who are struggling with the fact that their senior year is kind of a bummer, and we've got moms who are trying to maintain sanity at home with all the kids. We've got doctors who are struggling with how to leave work at work and come home and be a part of a family. You've got lots of different forms of stressors in addition to being furloughed or um, worries about the future that, that are just so beyond our understanding or knowing. So take your pick. It's a lot. That's right. And these, these really run a spectrum, right? When we, sometimes we use words like anxiety and depression and, and there's sort of a clinical definition to that, but then there's also just kind of a, I feel weird. Like this Mm -hmm. has been a, an out of sorts kind of time for me. Talk about that spectrum a little bit. Yeah. So vocabulary is everything, right? I mean, that's when we define even the word anxiety, that can mean so many different things from person to person or the word depression can mean that you're discouraged, you're down, you're disappointed, you're frustrated. Um, So maybe part of this whole challenge that we have when we're communicating with other people is, is really seeing our own spectrum and naming what we might be feeling from day to day. So yeah, absolutely. When, when we wake up in the morning, we might be feeling more discouraged than at other times versus depression, which is much more of a chronic. Yeah. One of the reasons why I highlight that is sometimes we can hear words like anxiety, depression, and just say, well, I don't struggle with that. Uh, Count myself out. And part of the reason we wanted to have this conversation is I think we're all uh, probably feeling the feels a a little bit differently than normal. And I think some of the things that you have to say are are good for all of us to to connect Mm -hmm. into. Yeah, it's a it's a special form of fatigue. I think when you have dueling emotions between panic and boredom and everything else that we feel. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as someone who has, you know, to use Andrew's language, felt some of those feels during this time, you know, mm-hmm. help help those of us that have. I mean, I, I would probably put myself in the category as someone who I'm not I don't I've never been clinically diagnosed with depression or anxiety. I don't regularly struggle with those things. Not that they're not real in my life, but I have through this COVID time felt different, felt off, been down. So help people like me, you know, that have probably never felt that way before or rarely felt that way before. You know, what do we do? Where do we look? How do we examine ourselves? 
Well, I think that's the first step, right, is even knowing that you got it. I mean, we can often just move through it so quickly that we don't take the time. And any form of anxiety, even if it's just a light worry, often doesn't want us to pinpoint what we're worried about. It wants us to avoid it. And, it, and instead of naming it and figuring out what's really going on underneath the surface. So it's a lot like an iceberg, right? We just got to dig underneath and sit down with it. And sometimes rather than avoid it or even talk it away, we have to find the right words to communicate. Maybe what are what are what ifs? What are um, are not good enoughs for the day? The, the things that are really preventing us from living well. So when we talk about anxiety, typically we we talk in terms of the physical manifestations of anxiety. So some of the things you might be looking for if you're feeling a little off might be heart palpitations or just a feeling of a stomach ache or a headache or some like aches and pains. I've had a lot of clients with weird dreams and they're, mm. they're just trying to figure out what's mm. going on with all these weird dreams. And so, so many surprises that just kind of interrupt our daily life that creates that anxiety. How do you, when you, when you're working with a client, particularly from a faith-based perspective, so somebody that acknowledges the Lord uh, as their savior, how, how do you help them both navigate the sort of the physiological side of things and then bring that into a spiritual focus? What, what are ways that you think about that? Yeah, so I think part of it is we can't deny that God made us to be flesh, right? That there is a very core part of who we are that is embodied. And so to jump automatically into the spiritual realm isn't always super helpful and can often maybe even push people into guilt and shame over I'm not trusting God enough. So part of the conversation when we're talking to Christians about anxiety is recognizing you've got to be able to regulate what he created, which is the physical realm, right. and then also acknowledge the truth and rewrite the truth um, in a better and healthier way. So pointing them to Christ in those moments. Yeah, so that, sure. that, that's when it comes into, you know, deep breathing of really kind of walking back and slowing down that, that blood and the, the over-oxygenation that's happening in our brains. It's speeding up and everything feels out of control. We have to regulate that. And in order to regulate that, then when it slows down, we can access the thoughts better and really, truly even pray, I think, in a clearer way that says, Lord, you are the ultimate resource for this risk that I'm feeling. And I need you in the boat with me. And I know that you're here. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny to me because I remember sitting in high school and, and learning about ancient Greeks and thought, what does this have to do with today? But it was the ancient Greeks and their philosophical ideals, uh, dualism, you know, separation of the body and the soul. And, and so much of that mm -hmm. has, has come all the way into our present day. And so we want to say, we want to separate that. We want to keep mm -hmm. those dualistically opposed to each other. And what you're saying is, no, that's, that's actually not the biblical story. That's a part of the whole picture. Right. From Genesis on, onwards, we're not some uh, hovering spirit. That's God. <laughs> right. That's the Holy Spirit in Genesis. We're the physical manifestation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. You know, and some of the like pre-talk and work that we were doing, there's a couple of things that like really stuck with me. One was this idea that not all anxiety is bad. Like we need pieces mm -hmm. of this. Could you just like give some, some wisdom in, in, into that idea, especially right now where a lot of us are feeling some anxiety? 
Yeah, so anxiety can be a tool. I don't think uh, it's bad to necessarily have some fears and concerns about the situation. That's being realistic of understanding, hey, we are on the precipice of, of an unknown entity and we've got a lot of things going on politically and, and just across the, the spectrum, creating a lot of anxiety. So you can be honest with that and you can use it. You can use it in a healthy way and turn it into something that's a lot more uh, God honoring, I think. So for example, just the anxiety of, of, you know, I could just stay in bed all day or I could feel productive. I could use that anxiety that says, okay, I don't want at the end of my day to look back and say, well, I just Netflixed for 10 hours straight. That can be a healthy anxiety that says, hey, maybe I should probably do some cleaning and just kind of maybe check in with a friend and do the things that I know are healthy for me. So that's mm. good. And I think what we need right now. There you go, yeah. folks. Here's your first prescription from <laughs> Dr. Ingram. No Netflix all day. Uh, <laughs> well, she actually used it as no a verb. Uh, <laughs> Netflixed. I didn't know it was a verb. Oh, it's uh, totally. A, oh, man. TikTok, insta everything. You <laughs> tell you're working with the high school crowd. <laughs> yeah. On a much more serious note, like I appreciate that. I think that that's really good, you know, to follow our feelings because they're also, they're, they can be tools. They're good indicators that can lead us closer to God in various ways. So I, you know, whether it's anxiety or depression, having said that for some people, it's really acute. And, yeah. and you, you had mentioned that May was actually a, a you know, nationally recognized as the month with the greatest number of suicides. Yes. Yeah. And we don't know specifically why we think it has to do with spring and the, the fluctuating weather patterns, but because of that, we're just on our guards in terms of suicide rates and just kind of asking our clients just that much more how they're doing. Yeah. So and that, I think that just brings a, a level of, of soberness to, to this conversation, you know, and as we're thinking about this, if there's anybody listening that mm -hmm. feels that, that acuteness, we, we would definitely love for you to reach out to the church or uh, to a therapist or, or anybody that, a friend, you know, make that call because there is definitely help available, but we, we would not want anybody to feel like there were no outlets in that time. Any other words on that? Yeah, I think it's important to normalize the thoughts themselves. If you are having those thoughts, that, mm. that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do it, but it does mean that it's an invitation for a further conversation, that things are not okay, and therefore maybe reach out to a friend or a pastor or somebody that you trust to talk about those things. Yeah, that's really good. You know, just normalizing it in the sense that this is something that I'm feeling. This is something I'm experiencing thoughts, whatever it may be, and being able to process through them. We keep talking about, you know, the first step in all this is just recognizing, stopping mm -hmm. and processing. I think it's important also to recognize that, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that we find these things. I mean, we do live in a fallen world, right? We live in a, in a world in which, you know, sin has corrupted everything, right? That's mm -hmm. what we believe. And, and so the, you know, I love this little quote, I don't know if you said it or, or who said it, but the real miracle is that everyone is not a constant in a constant panic attack or despairing. I mean, it just seems like really true words and, you know, but it's not all, that's not all that, right? We have Christ too. And so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, that's absolutely true. I think 
when we realize, and, and this even refers back to the C.S. Lewis quote from the beginning, which is along the lines of, you know, our expectations of, of what we expect this life to be. Hmm. If we expect it to be this, this happy uh, hotel honeymoon suite and everything's going to be great, then we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be frustrated. So how are we going to adjust those expectations and really deal with that? For sure, for sure. When you think about, we just came out of Easter, and of course, every Sunday is is Easter, right? We we celebrate the tomb opening up. Like when you when you think about what the resurrection means, can you? I, I know I'm asking you this right off the cuff, but can you apply that to um, folks that are really struggling, uh, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression? How do you take the just the freshness and newness of Easter and apply it there? Uh, well, the fear of death is nothing new, right? And, and one of the things when we look at the fear of death is do we have an answer to it? Do we have a champion? Do we have a rescuer? And obviously with, with our faith, we do. We have a clear and resounding yes, we have a champion. We have a resource who says that he is victor over death. And therefore, when we look at the resurrection and we look at even the anxiety for the future, whether it's the end of this month and whether or not we have a job or we have money to pay the bills, maybe we need to look a step beyond that sort of immediate future and see the bigger picture that says, oh man, death is one. On the other side of that precipice, there is, there's redemption, there's healing, and there is heaven. And, and there is, there is a, you don't, you don't necessarily deny the one, but you certainly remind yourself of the other, of the hope that we have. And that's what the resurrection points towards, which is, you know, it's, it's done. We can sit back and enjoy this process. Yeah. I I like the way you said that, you know, we ask the question and we want to know, is there an answer? And Mm -hmm. and the ultimate answer is indeed the resurrection, you know, death, Mm -hmm. sin, all of it has Mm -hmm. been put to rout in the victory of Christ and, and the newness, the promise Mm -hmm. that comes with that. We are going into spring and, uh, as much as it is difficult for some, it is it is so life-giving for many others, and we just realize the promise of the newness of life. Yeah, it's really good. And as we approach sort of the, you know, the, the changing of this COVID time, right? Everything's changing. We don't know exactly what's to come next, but things do change. What What are some real ways for people to sort of begin to uh, reconnect, you know, in those ways that we know are so helpful for us to stave off anxiety, depression, down, whatever you want to call it, you know, what are some of the things we can encourage people to do? Yeah, well, we certainly have to be more creative now, right? And and that's okay. So part of it is just even acknowledging to yourself that you need to reach out every day in some way to others. Um, and, and Zoom is one spot that we can do that. As tired as we are of Zoom, we can keep on hanging in there uh, because we do. We need face-to-face contact. Uh, we've proven, the science has proven that texting just does not work in terms of changing mm. our brain and body chemistry. Mm. So that doesn't work. Social media only creates more anxiety yeah. and the, the dangers of comparison and other things. So we have to literally call someone and, you know, FaceTime is great. And we live on this side of the equation in the 21st century when we can do more things that are face-to-face. Uh, it could be sharing uh, with family members what we're doing day to day, even if we think it's boring, 
it's a good thing to do. So find ways to encourage. I know a lot of people at Christchurch have been sending cards, all good things. Just hang in there. Keep on trying. Yeah. And it's going to be a while as we think about that. I mean, even I think those things are really great, but you know, many of us have been focused on this stay at home time and there's an executive order that will end on May 15. But I think that there's a sense that we may have to grasp the fact that our our lives the way that they were March 15 are, are going to be different going forward, even when the stay at home order is lifted. How have you been dealing with that with some of your clients? Mm. Uh, we stay in the moment a lot. We okay. tend to, <laughs> we don't tend to talk about the future too much just because it is beyond our control. A big piece of counseling is what is in our control? What can mm. we do today? How can we be wholly present now? Yeah. Um, and, and if we really focus on that, we can manage our time better. We can manage our relationships better. But if we shoot to the future too fast, we're going to, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be frustrated. It's going to create more anxiety. So I, I just really encourage people to really live and embrace the day that God has kind of given us today. And if we can stay there, it's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's actually a really good word because some of us are, are worried about that future mm-hmm. and, and what is it going to be like? We get the sense that this isn't going to go back to normal anytime soon. Um, so that that's an excellent word just to embrace the day and and stay there recognizing god is in control mm-hmm. yeah well sarah we're really thankful for you coming on spending some time with us giving us some wisdom or say should i say dropping some wisdom is that what the teens would say dropping, dropping the mic giving us <laughs> netflix and stuff no there you we go. are very very uh, thankful just for the uh the, the laughs we could have but also the serious conversation about this topic that I've, i'm certain people are feeling whether they know it or not and so i think it's really important for us to be talking about these things absolutely and uh we want to just close with a word of prayer uh, wish your mom the best from us and uh, may you. you know that uh, everybody at Christ Church, continues to, to pray for one another, pray for you. Let me close us, if we could, with prayer. Father, we thank you once again for uh, another conversation that has reminded us of the goodness and sweetness of who you are, yeah, your victory over sin, the uh, death, the devil, his whole dominion. And even in the midst of a world in which we feel that brokenness, we also recognize that there is the the promise of spring. There is a newness, a freshness that is coming. So Lord, we pray that you would help us as Sarah's reminded us to live in the moment, uh, to embrace this day uh, and to leave till tomorrow the, the cares of tomorrow for those will take care of themselves. Help us to trust you. Help us to uh, live surrendered to you and holding fast because we recognize that we are held fast by you. Thank you again for this time. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're glad you checked us out. If you want more from Christchurch, you can find us at our website, christchurchgr.org. That's christchurchgr.org. While you're there, check out the Staying Connected During COVID-19 page for more resources, our home worship guide, the latest podcast, and other ways to stay connected. You can find this podcast on many of your regular podcasting apps. 
whether that is through Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. If you enjoyed this content, please consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, sharing this episode with a friend or family member is a great way to keep them connected. We're so glad you checked in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.